Wow, thank you, Aaron, and our worship ministry for leading us in worship today. It's truly been beautiful and a great start to this new year. Well, as we begin 2022, I want us to begin in this text. It is going to be the text that will guide us for the next two months together, and I want to share with you today uh, my State of the Church address as I embark on my 21st year of being your pastor here at First Baptist. But the text is the 23rd Psalm, and we have uh, already spent some time. It's our daily Bible reading for today, and it will be the text that will guide us for these next two months on Sunday mornings as we will explore each phrase in the 23rd Psalm together. So let's hear this Psalm this morning. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. <clears throat> Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're grateful that the Lord led David to share that beautiful poem for us to enjoy all these many years later. Well, today, I want to begin with our context for ministry. Every church has a context. It has to do sometimes with your location or the particular era of ministry that you're in or your heritage as a church. Well, let me just state a couple of very obvious things for our context for ministry. I would begin with COVID-19. It has been the context for everything, not just our ministry. One of the things that we are doing is we are rapidly making our way through the Greek alphabet. Have y'all noticed it? <clears throat> we're, we're already to what letter? Look at y'all using Greek this morning. <clears throat> Omicron, how about that? <clears throat> we have gone, we skipped a few letters if you've done any Greek before <laughs> along the way for whatever reason, but that's where we are today. This particular variant is spreading quite rapidly and uh, it has touched really the, every facet of our lives. And we continue to deal with the fallout of it. There are flight cancellations every day. Uh, Cindy is leaving tomorrow for West Africa and we have our fingers crossed uh, to make sure that she arrives there and a team is going to join her here in another week or so. There are all kinds of plans that have been canceled. Um, I'll be honest with y'all, I never gave much thought to the supply chain in America, have you? <clears throat> um, but if you have a flood at your house and you're trying to order wood floors, all of a sudden that, that phrase becomes a key phrase in your vocabulary. Um, it's amazing. Um, school interruptions, family gatherings, all kinds of plans that have been canceled. The question is, when will it end? It's what we all want to know. And on top of that, there are cultural challenges. As I shared with you a few weeks ago after doing some research and, 
and attending a seminar led by Ed Stetzer, one of the men that I'm grateful for. His contention is there are at least six pandemics taking place in America today, not just one. We know there's been great disruption in the mental health of our citizens and all kinds of of distrust across our culture. Uh, We still deal with racial injustice. There are deep political divisions across our society. Tribalism has reemerged and the, the divisions are felt politically, familially, and socially. As a matter of fact, Ed Stetzer refers to this era as a potential cold civil war. He doesn't mean that necessarily there will be the battle with the military, but just more of the fraction that's taking place across our society. Well, in the face of that, what I would like to at least express to y'all this morning is the incredible ministry potential in the midst of it. Because here's what I would say. What a great time for the church to shine in this moment in history. Instead of forecasting the doom of the church, what a great opportunity for the church because people are desiring authentic relationships with one another. Well, that is what we offer in the church. We even offer to assist you in finding an authentic relationship with God because that's where this all starts. People are, are interested in honesty and authenticity. Well, that's what the church is about. We, we are the very ones who can be honest about the human condition. We can model maturity and peacemaking and joy and love. This culture loves storytelling. Well, guess what? We have the most compelling narrative that exists, the story of a loving God who has sent his son, revealing himself to this world. I would also say it's not just a time for the church to shine. What a great time for a downtown church to thrive in the midst of the challenges that we're facing today, to to love this community, to here in this downtown location, to to provide real ministry for people, to offer them a spiritual formation, to celebrate the diversity of this community, to be represented in the life of this church, to demonstrate to our society a love that we have that compels our church to not just love the people in Arlington, but a love that compels us to cross cultures and show Christ's love to all kinds of people from all walks of life, to be a part of a church that's fueling movements literally across the world that is encouraging people in troubled places to come to grips with the Savior and what God can offer them. It, is, it really is a time of great potential for the church, but I certainly would say it's a great time for us here at First Baptist Arlington to face this day. Because let let me tell you who we still are. We we are a regional church. We have people that come from all over to be a part of this church. And we're strategically located right here in this downtown community. And we don't just have any strategy. We have what we call a global strategy. That means that our strategy is, is for the people here in this community, the people in the Metroplex, but also we have a strategy for those who live cross culturally across the world because we wanna reach this community and the world for Christ. God's given us a big vision and we're not going to back away from it just because of COVID. If anything else, we're going to live more fully into it because this is a, this is a time to share the love of Jesus with a world that desperately needs it. So with that said, let me just remind you of our core commitments. Okay. Because y'all know that one of my spiritual gifts is stating the obvious. So I want to just do that this morning. So let me just remind you, this has not changed. 
We still believe in glorifying God by following the Jesus way. That summarizes our theological understanding that God's called us to give glory to him. The only way to do that is to follow the Jesus way. We are committed to being Psalm 1 people in a Psalm 1 church. We want to help people build those deep root systems in their lives so that they can grow and be strengthened and can flourish and be influential in the world to be the, the church that God wants us to be. We're still becoming fruitful believers, influencing our world for Christ. We're also committed to being a healthy church. And we've talked a lot about that recently on our staff. What does it mean to be a healthy First Baptist Arlington? Well, those core commitments that I just mentioned. But here's what we also believe. We've got to develop and we will continue to develop what we're calling strategic discipleship. We have to have a, a healthy staff. We believe that we need an effective congregation and a caring community, outward engagement and stewarding our resources. All of those to us are signs and indicators of a healthy church. So with that said, what's been happening? Let, let, let me just offer you a, a synopsis this morning of a celebration of ministry. As I look back over this last year, this last couple of years maybe, what's been taking place in the life of our church? Well, I would say 2021, has been a monumental year in some ways. It, it has continued to be a year of civil unrest in our society. Um, we began the year um, with the inauguration of a, of a new president. This summer, um, once again, we watched the Olympics and, and uh, we celebrated, many of us did with all these great athletes, a lot of Americans uh, had just some incredible success at the, Olympic, at the Olympics. We lost some significant people in 2021. Here in our church, we know that we did. Across our society, um, we lost uh, Prince Philip, uh, Queen Elizabeth's husband, Desmond Tutu right at the end of the year, um, Betty White, um, Larry King, Colin Powell, one of my heroes, Hank Aaron. You know, your little boy growing up in Alabama, um, Hank Aaron from Mobile, Alabama, became the home run champion for the Atlanta Braves. Can I just say as a regent at Baylor, what a year 2021 has been. Um, three Big 12 championships, one national championship, and last night, a Sugar Bowl championship. It's been a great time to be a regent at Baylor. Uh, research one status as a university. As an Auburn fan, mm, okay, um, <clears throat> We'll, we'll go on, I won't recount all of that. Um, well, what about here at First Baptist Arlington? When you look back over this last year, can I just offer you a couple of highlights? There's no way to capture it all, but our journey of faith, our 150th anniversary celebration, wow, what a, what a great time for us. We, we celebrated in February, we broadcasted our anniversary with this special video broadcast. But then we had a great weekend in October, didn't we? Um, it was just so much fun. We felt the presence of the Lord in that 150th anniversary, uh, the celebration on Friday night. Aaron, Allison, great job once again. And our committee that planned everything, the fun that we had out on the North Lawn with all of our children, just the food and the fellowship and the worship service on Sunday morning. And all of the people that came in, former staff members, former church members, I mean, it was just a historic, memorable, unprecedented, sweet time for First Baptist Arlington. And so, what a great 
uh, celebration we had. And so I would just say thank you to everybody that made it possible. It was, it was a collective effort for us to celebrate our 150th anniversary. And uh, truly humbling to be a part of a church that's been in ministry for this long and is still alive and well. We praise God for that. Now, Kurt and I are getting ready to go to Rome again, and 150 years is nothing in Rome, okay? But we ain't in Rome. We're in Arlington, Texas. And so 150 years here to me is something worth celebrating. And then, blessing the generations. Think about it. May of 2016, we launched Blessing the Generations. We took these five years set aside as a church and we responded to the vision that God has given us so that we could provide the facilities for our church to be a bright light right here in downtown Arlington for the gospel in the heart of our city for years to come. So can I just say this morning, praise God for Blessing the Generations. Praise God for his vision, for his provision, for your faithfulness. We've renovated the sanctuary. We improved the light. Mission Arlington, as they needed some parking and, and also as they've continued to grow in their, um, their ability to, to manage and care for people. They have, if you've seen, they have built new facilities so that they can distribute and receive goods and care for people on a more personal basis. We built a new preschool and children's building that we use uh, every day, caring for children and spiritually forming their lives. And then we finally completed the renovation of the first floor. Y'all thought it wasn't going to happen, but y'all, it has finally happened, and it's beautiful. And, and so think about it. We have, we have made it through this, um, this uh, master planning phase one, praise God. And we are uniquely situated now for the future. And on top of that, y'all, we had to renovate the third floor and renovate the, we also renovated the student building. So a lot of things happened, I would say, but also there are some great ministry highlights in 2021. Um, there were some challenges. Uh, you know, this morning, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, when I woke up and I looked at my phone and it was 18 in Arlington, what's the first thing I thought of? February of 2021 when we had Snowmageddon, y'all remember it? <clears throat> And, uh, you know, we came up here to the church and it made me feel like I was on the Titanic. You know, we, we, didn't, have, we didn't have a million water leaks, but somewhere just, just shy of that caused so much damage. Um, so it was certainly a challenging time. My goodness, what a great year we've had. We, we started our new Sunday morning schedule with our two worship services with the one common Bible study in between. We're still living into the reality of it, still evaluating it. We started our family tribe ministry with our new young family ministry. Uh, Nanette and David and Reggie working closely together. We've reinvigorated our men's ministry. We've launched an online campus for the first time and we're still learning about what that really means. Um, we promoted Katie Reed Hodges. She is now our minister of congregational life. Uh, she led us in actually uh, providing the service of remembrance at the end of the summer as we brought our families here to the church and we just commemorated the fact that we've had some great people who've lived their lives well among us and they now have gone on to glory. And we just had a collective time of acknowledging that loss in the life of our church. Um, we have expanded our ministry through our deacon ministry to our widows and our widowers. Um, we also celebrated Tilly's 35th anniversary 
on our staff uh, leading Mission Arlington. We began a new relationship with the Center for Counseling, Integrative Counseling and Psychology. We now have these four counselors who are full-time on our campus every day during the week providing counseling for our church members in this community but we're also a part of a network that's, that is contained in that entire entity called, entity called the center. We have 35 counselors and they're scattered across the Metroplex in North Texas. And as church members, you have access to every single one of them. And we're providing counseling for a lot of people in this community. Um, we also strengthened our global centers. We're getting prepared to send a new family to one of those global centers. We're looking at beginning a new global center that's going to be located right here in Arlington. We reopened our child development center and called a new director, Miss Eileen. And uh, we celebrate my 20th anniversary. Um, we also had an amazing and meaningful Advent season. We have been fueling a church planting movement that Cindy is actually going to be a part of along with a team from our church uh, here next, in the next couple of weeks in West Africa. We've seen hundreds of people come to faith in Christ. Can I just say thank you, Lord, for 2021. So much has happened in the midst of, of a very challenging time. And then as, as Kurt alluded to a moment ago, let me share a word with you this morning about stewardship and generosity. Uh, you know, th in this COVID season, it has been very challenging, not just for our church, but for all churches, as we're all trying to find our way through what it means to continue to steward resources and provide opportunities for people. We know that, that many churches like ours uh, have a lot of folks who are online now, who many of them are church, longtime church members. I know we have a lot of you joining us right now online. Praise God. Uh, for our media team and Mason and Zach and all of them that make it possible so that we can actually be in your home or wherever it is that you happen to be if you're not able to be with us. Aren't we grateful for that technology and the fact that we can actually do that and people can still feel involved and, and connected to First Baptist even if they're not able to be here physically? And so all kinds of, of, of things are, are just a part of that particular journey. But I wanna say a word of thanks to the Lord today for what's happened in December. You know that December is always our biggest giving month. It's our biggest uh, month in terms of our goal in December because we know that it's our biggest giving month as well. So let me tell you what happened in December. We began the month $555,905 under our goal, okay? Now, I'm from Alabama, but that's a lot, <clears throat> in case you're wondering. After the first Sunday, we went over $600,000 under our goal. But here's what's happened in December. We now anticipate our, that we have reached our giving goal for December and we've completely erased our deficit in December in one month. Can we say praise God for that? Um, we are so grateful. Um, and so if you wanna look at where we were last year as compared to where we are this year, at the end of 2020 last year, uh, our church had given 68% of our annual goal in receipts. That means that we had, as we looked at our goal, we had received 68% of our annual goal at the end of 2020. At the end of this year, 2021, uh, we have received 82% of our annual goal in receipts. And so when you look at that, we are, um, that, that, uh, each one of those percentage points adds up to a, a certain dollar figure. I can't remember what it is, but the point is we are ahead of where we were a year ago in spite of the incredible challenges. 
and you as a, as a church, you have given to so many things. You, you can see the, uh, on our church app, you can see some of the listing. If you wanna look at it in more detail, it's there for you. We have people who have invested in uh, continuing to give to bless in the generations. Our world mission offering, we now stand at $348,000 given to world missions uh, through our church by the end of December. And so, for those of us that have been paying attention and, in, and been involved with it, we have just referred to it as the December miracle because that's really what's happened. So can I say thank you, God, for your provision and thank you, church, for your generosity and your giving. We praise God for it and we certainly never take it for granted. So hallelujah for that. Um, now with that said, I felt like I needed to offer y'all some um, explanations, you know, because we, we've been somewhat disconnected, and I, I don't mean that necessarily we're disconnected from one another spiritually, but just with all the challenges of COVID and being able to meet together and doing so many things by Zoom and uh, in other ways, other formats, all kinds of hybrid meetings, sometimes it might be easy at a church like ours to feel like you just don't know what's going on. You know, what, what is happening? Well, let me just offer you some explanations this morning. Are y'all still with me? <clears throat> Okay, let me give you some explanations. First of all, let me tell you about FPCA next. When COVID hit, First Baptist Arlington decided to, we, we needed to organize ourselves in a certain way. To be honest with y'all, we just didn't know what to do. You think about it, we gathered here that first Sunday and second, second Sunday of March and um, we had just a, just a small number of people here. We decided we would broadcast online and I remember when that service was over, we called, our staff was all here that day. We all met right over here where y'all are all sitting. And I told the staff, y'all, look at what we did. We just broadcasted online for our first time ever. We can do this for a couple of weeks. We know we got the capacity to do this and then we're gonna figure this thing out, okay? Okay, turns out it was a little bigger than just a couple of weeks of not being able to meet together. Who knew though? I mean, who knew? Who knew what we were going to be facing? So here's what we finally did. We put two teams together. One of them was a team together, a team to help us uh, learn how we could regather. So that was a regathering team. But the other team we called FBCA Next. And this was the challenge. When we come back together, what are we coming back to? What is it that things are going to be like going forward as a church? And so the FBCA next team is a group of staff members that I put together and they begin to evaluate the future of First Baptist Arlington and how do we need to be organized? How do we need to prepare ourselves for what we're calling the other side of the pandemic? So let me give you the results of that. First of all, ministry organization. We, we, had, to, we had to reorganize our ministry and so let me tell you how we've done it. We've taken all of our ministries, everything that we do, and we placed them in three separate divisions even though there's a lot of overlap. So let me show you what those are. Care, content, and coordination. So for you as a church member, I want you to get used to that vocabulary because here's what you're gonna notice. When you look at the budget that we'll be producing, the budget will be divided according to those three categories. There'll be a care budget, a content budget, and a coordination budget. So think of every ministry we have, everything that we do at First Baptist Arlington, we've put it either in care, content, or coordination. Does that make sense? Now, we've also had to reorganize our staff to be able to manage the organization of ministries. 
And so we've spent some time evaluating how we want to do that. How do we see the, the staff involved in giving leadership to this new organization? We want to support it and lead it. So here's the, the new structure, if you will. The care ministry is going to be led by Katie Reed Hodges. The content ministry is led by Kurt Grice. And the coordination ministry is led by Barry Rock. So those three staff members have the responsibility of giving leadership to each one of those areas. So Katie is the minister of congregational life. Kurt is the associate pastor for spiritual formation. And Barry is the associate pastor for operational resources. So they have the primary responsibility of giving leadership to those three areas. Now, at the, at the very top of our staff organization, we have what we're calling our pastoral leadership team. And those are the three staff members that have the word pastor in their title. So that would be me as the senior pastor. That would be Kurt Grice as the associate pastor of spiritual formation and Barry Rock who's the associate pastor of operational resources. And so we serve as the core leadership team for our staff and that is our pastoral leadership team. However, a part of FPCA Next's evaluation was we need to have an expanded but small group of staff leaders who help to oversee our ministry as a church. And so we're calling that team the ministry leadership team. And here's who's on that team. It is the pastoral leadership team. That is me and Kurt and Barry. And then also we have Katie Reed Hodges, Andy Malorn, Andy who's sitting right here this morning, and Phyllis Lisby. Phyllis uh, is our executive financial officer. So those six people are on what we call now the ministry leadership team. They work alongside me as we develop the pastoral vision for this church as God just reveals so much of that to us. And obviously, you know, it's something that I believe very strongly in the Lord providing that, that vision for me. And it's their responsibility to work alongside me to coordinate and oversee our staff as we implement that vision that God has given to us. And so that ministry leadership team has the responsibility of alignment, helping our staff to align according to those priorities, also to manage resources and to develop a system of accountability all across our staff. That ministry leadership team meets every week as we're evaluating our staff and evaluating our ministries and looking into how God is leading us to align our ministries with the overall vision of our church. It's been a very effective uh, tool already. Uh, the ministry leadership team this past year has met with every single staff member, every leader of ministry to talk with them about their calling, where they are in their ministry, and to discuss with them their major and their minor. Y'all know the difference between a major and a minor, right? So we've discussed with every staff member, here's your major, and we've evaluated that alongside them to help them as we've listened to what they feel called to do. So in concert with our staff, Majors and minors have been put in place. Now, put all that together, and we still work alongside our church. So here's how it looks. We have our staff, our advisory council, our deacon council, our great commission council, our committees, and our entire church family. We all work together to implement the vision that God has given us uh, as a church. But the accountability begins with that pastoral leadership team, that ministry leadership team, and works, it way, works its way through the entire congregation as we honor what we believe is a staff-led and congregationally governed church. So the point is, we're all in this together. Everybody has a role to play. Every single church member has a part 
in the future of First Baptist Arlington. Now with that said, let me offer you some expectations and an invitation this morning. That's how we'll close. Here are the expectations. Our theme for 2022 is re. So remember, we're talking about re-everything. Um, we're going to begin in January with reflect. And we're going to take two months and study Psalm 23 together and live into this experience of the Lord being our shepherd. Our theme for the Easter season is redeem. For the spring, reconcile. For the summer, recreate. And we're going to plan a great summer for you. We're going to have recreation teams all across our church of all different types. And you're going to be able to be a part of, of just a fun summer where we're going to recreate together in all different ways. August, rejoice. The fall, rededicate. Missions in November of 2022, reclaim. Advent of 2022, remember. And so I'm expecting that God is gonna use this time to bring about renewal and revival and reconnection in our lives as a church family. And then I wanna point this out to you, community connections. We've used that phrase in the past. Y'all remember we actually had a, a job the director of community connections. That was Kim Grice's job. Do you remember, remember when Kim was playing that role? Well, that, that responsibility of community connections is very important to us. And so here's what we've done. We've taken our staff and divided them into two teams, a community team and a connections team. And so the staff is going to be responsible for working alongside you as church members throughout 2022 to provide opportunities for connection. That is where we more deeply connect with each other as a church. And then to reach out to our community, that's to engage our community. So we have some staff members on the community team. It's their job to help lead our church along with our church leaders to reach out to this community. The connections team's responsibility is to build deeper connections within our own church family, working alongside our church leaders. You're gonna hear more about that as we go into 2022. My expectation is, is that community connections is just going to be woven into the fabric of who we are as a church family in 2022. So with all that said, here's my invitation to you as your pastor. First of all, pray. I just wanna invite you to join me and this staff in praying. And let's pray specifically for reconnections, for renewal, for revival, for restoration, for God's wisdom, for doors of ministry to be open to us. We have some specific prayer requests. Right now we're searching for some new staff members to fill strategic roles. We have teams that are searching. Let's pray for these new staff members that are going to come join us. Let's pray for our online and in-person ministries as we're continuing to learn more about what it means to have an, uh, an off-campus ministry. Let's pray for these small groups and new ministries that we believe that God is leading us toward in 2022. Second, grow. I wanna invite you as an individual to a season of growth as a, as a Christian. You know, it's, it's, it's something to, to experience God in your everyday life. You know, that, that's really where God shows up. He just shows up in the everyday. That's where we sense his, his power and his presence. I wanna encourage you to mature in your faith, to listen to God, to listen to God's voice and to serve the Lord with your gifts. Third, invite. I wanna encourage you, 
in 2022 to share the good news of the gospel with others, to invite other people to experience this life, to invite them to share in community with other believers, invite them to church. Those of you that are in the online ministry, to invite others to be a part of our, of our online campus. There are specific things in January you can invite people to. Grief Share is gonna be relaunched in January. We have lots of people who've experienced profound grief and loss in their lives, not just in our church, but in our community, our men's ministry, we have a men's breakfast. Uh, we have Bible studies, obviously, worship. Children's basketball is relaunching in January. I'm starting a new pastor's Bible study on Wednesdays, and we're going to meet at noon here in the Fellowship Hall. We're gonna provide a meal uh, for you if you choose to come, and, and then I'm gonna lead us in a Bible study every Wednesday, a great time of fellowship together and studying the scripture together. So there are things to invite people to. So let me encourage you, be invitational. You know, so many things happen because you get invited. Think about how many things you do because somebody invited you to do it. Just got a personal invitation. Let me encourage you, invite people to experience what we're experiencing here as a church. And then finally, invest. Let me encourage you to invest yourself. Invest yourself in, in whatever reconnection needs to happen. You know, as, as pastors, uh, I, I've been visiting with a lot of pastors, and, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, we're, we don't all know how this thing is going to play out. You know, what is this hybrid church experience going to be like going forward? Well, we don't know. We're not really sure. What does it mean to reconnect maybe in some new and fresh ways? Well, we want to be open to that. You know, as Kurt said earlier, we're, we, we have an open hand. Whatever it is that God's leading us to do, we're not going to be afraid of it. So however it means to reconnect, seek those reconnections. I want to encourage you to invest in a time of renewal Invest your gifts in ministry. One of the ways that you thrive as a person is that when you use what God has given you for the benefit of others. I wanna encourage you to invest, continue to invest financially. A part of that is being obedient to God. It means we learn how to share our resources and we fund the vast array of ministries that literally reach all across the world in a, lot, in a church like First Baptist Arlington. I would tell you, uh, I can't think of a better investment than investing in a local church. Um, I believe strongly in the local church. Obviously, I believe in this one since I'm the pastor of this one. But so I would just encourage you to invest yourself. So finally, I guess I would say this to you, and I know it'll probably surprise those of you who know me. What a great time to be alive. I mean, what a great time to be alive. What, what incredible potential. You know, y'all know the old story of the, the two shoe salesmen that went to the place where they, people didn't wear shoes and one of them said, hey, come bring me home. Nobody here wears shoes. And the other guy said, send me everything you got. Nobody has shoes. That's me. I'm, I'm that guy. What a great time to be alive. What great opportunities are in, in front of us. What a great time to be a part of a church. You know, this morning, um, as I was praying last night and this morning, about our church and going into 2022. I went in my closet and um, <clears throat> I found this tie that my grandmother gave me. And uh, it's a little skinny tie, it's kind of hard to even see. This is my granddaddy's tie. My granddaddy died when I was a little boy. My granddaddy bought this tie in 1920. He bought it to celebrate the launching of a new decade in his life, 1920. So this tie is 100 and two years, is that right? 102 years old, this tie. And a couple years later, my mom was born. This, her, this is her 100th birthday year. And one of the things that my granddaddy was celebrating was they were coming out of a really tough season. 
World War I, which they didn't call it World War I. They just called it the Great War. Had ended, the Spanish flu pandemic had ended, and the roaring 20s were ahead of them. And so my granddad celebrated by buying a tie. Um, and if you ever saw any pictures of my granddad, um, his ties were really skinny. And, uh, and so this is one of my treasured possessions. But I put it on this morning intentionally to say to you, I'm ready for what's coming forward in front of us. I'm excited about the 20s that are ahead of us as a church. I believe that God is leading us to a great vision. I believe God's vision is always God's size. That's why it's so intimidating. If, if our only vision was just something we could accomplish on our own, it wouldn't be much vision. I want the kind of vision that God offers, and I believe God's leading us to a great vision ahead of us, and he's inviting you to be a vital part of it. And one of the ways you do that is invest in the life of a church. And you know what? We need all of you. We need everybody. We need all kinds of gifts and all kinds of skills. And so let me just encourage you as a church member, let's seek the Lord in 2022. Let's follow him. Let's enjoy him. And let's serve alongside one another. And let's live into this reality of what it means to glorify God by following the Jesus way at First Baptist Arlington. So may it be so. As we live into this new year, just know I'm praying for you and I'm trusting God to lead us every step of the way. So let's pray together this morning. <clears throat> well, Father, we are grateful today, Lord, for the year we've had, the year filled with so many different challenges and, and we realize that. But Lord, we've got, a, we've got such an opportunity ahead of us and we wanna live fully into it. And so I just pray that you will ignite within us whatever it is we need Lord, to, to respond to the vision you have for us. God, we're grateful. We are grateful for what you've done for us. My goodness, you've been so good to us. Thank you. But Lord, we, we pray that you'll find us faithful as we lean into what's in front of us. I wanna thank you for our staff. Lord, I'm so grateful for these staff members, men and women who just serve you and work and, and love you and love your kingdom and love your people, love the church. Thank you for them. Thank you for their, their experience, their energy, their creativity, and just the joy that we have in serving alongside one another. I ask you to just give our staff members wisdom and grace. Lord, give them refreshment and renewal during this season and prepare them for the year ahead. Thank you for our leaders in our church. I'm grateful for them, Lord, and how you've brought them to us. We thank you for the heritage that we have. And Lord, we also pray for the new people that we will reach this year with the gospel. That you will just fill this place with people who have who've been redeemed and rescued. People who will serve you faithfully together. So we love you. And we thank you today for this church, for our past, but certainly, Lord, more importantly, for our future. And we offer it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to give you a chance to respond in your own spirit as God maybe has spoken to you this morning about how you might need to be more invested, involved, whatever it may be. I just pray that, that we'll make those decisions and we'll see them lived out in this new year. So whether you're in this room or online, uh, we just pray that, that God is speaking to you about that. How, how are you going to be a part of this place going forward? 